Hello, everyone, and welcome back to English lessons and conversations. In today's lesson, we will be looking at words and grammar in English that can be a bit tricky. The aim of this lesson is to help you feel more confident when you talk and write in English. It doesn't matter if you're a language lover, a student, or someone who wants to improve their English. When it comes to vocabulary. It's always a good choice. In this episode, I will look at pairs of words that are often confused, and I'll also explain the rules in a very simple way. I will also give examples for you to better understand. So, with that said, let's get started. Let us start by tackling. One of the most commonly confused word pairs in the English language: affect and effect. First, I will clarify the basics. The word affect is a verb that means to influence or produce a change in something or someone. On the other hand, the word effect is a noun that refers to the result or outcome of an action or event. Again. The word "effect" is a verb that means to influence or produce a change in something or someone, while the word "effect" is a noun that refers to the result or outcome of an action or event. Confusing "effect" and "effect"—it's is quite common, even for native speakers. So don't worry; I will try to help you. And for you to remember it, and for you to remember the difference, really.、Um, let me start. Let me see. Oh, I have a handy tip. Try to remember that effect starts with an A, just like action or active. So think of effect as like an action word, the one that does the influencing. So in essence, in today's world, I would say effect is an influencer. That's actually a good idea. I like that. Okay, now let's see some examples so you can better understand how they are used. When you say the rain affected my mood, you're using affect as a verb because the rain influenced your emotions. But if you say the sunny weather had a positive effect on my mood, you're using effect as a noun. Because you're talking about the result of the sunny weather on your mood, got it? Okay. If not, here's another example. The new policy will affect the company's profits. In that sentence, the word "affect" is the right choice because the policy will influence the company's profits. Got it? All right. I still have more activities just in case you didn't quite get it or it didn't quite sink in. But let me get some fun and interactive activities. Let's see if you can identify the correct word for each sentence. I'll say a sentence, and you can think about whether it should be affect or effect. Ready? Let's go. The teacher's encouragement had a positive effect or effect on the student's confidence. What do you think is the answer? <laughs> 
all that thought. Let's go to the next question. How does music affect or affect your mood? What is the correct answer here? Okay, keep the answers. Let us go over the answers later on in the episode. Just remember that practice is key to mastering the concept of knowing the difference between effect and effect. So if you have your answers, keep it until later on the episode, we'll talk about it. Let us put what we've learned into practice. I will ask you a few questions and you will give me the correct answer, be it effect or effect. Just to solidify your knowledge and understanding and also to eliminate any further confusion. Are you ready? Let's start with the first question. The new educational program had a profound effect or effect on the student's performance. What is the correct answer? We should use effect. The new educational program resulted in or had an effect on the student's performance. Let's look at another example. The hurricane's devastation affected or affected the entire community. What is the correct answer? The right word here is affected. The hurricane influenced or affected the entire community in a negative way. Let's look at another example. The discovery of a cure for the disease had a significant effect or effect on global healthcare. What is the correct answer? We should use effect. The discovery of the cure resulted in a significant effect on global healthcare. Let's look at another. How does stress affect or affect our physical health? What is the correct answer? The correct word here is affect. Stress influences or affects our physical health. Let's look at another example. The economic downturn had far-reaching effect or effects on businesses worldwide. What is the correct answer? In this sentence, effect is the appropriate choice. The economic downturn had far-reaching effects on businesses worldwide. Let's look at another example. The decision to raise the minimum wage will positively affect or affect the lives of many workers. What is the correct answer?
The correct word in this case is affect. The decision would positively influence or affect the lives of many workers. Let us look at another example. The documentary aimed to raise awareness about the effect or effect of climate change on wildfire. What is the correct answer? In this example, we should use effects. The documentary aimed to raise awareness about the results or effects of climate change on wildfire. You're doing great so far. Practicing with examples like this will help you to become more confident in using the words affect and effect correctly in basically any context. Now, remember, mastering these commonly misused words is an essential step in becoming more proficient in English speaking and writing. As you encounter these words in everyday conversation or while reading, take a moment to really analyze whether affect or effect is the right fit. Okay? But just before we conclude this section of the lesson, let us revisit the two questions we had earlier. Okay? I'll repeat them and then we'll discuss the answer. The teacher's encouragement had a positive effect or effect on the student's confidence. What is the correct answer? The correct answer is effect. The teacher's encouragement had a positive effect on the student's confidence. What about the second question? How does music affect or affect your mood? What is the correct answer? The correct answer is effect. How does music affect your mood? Well done so far. You're making great progress already. Keep practicing and soon using effect and effect correctly will become second nature to you. In the next segment, we will explore another pair of commonly misused words. So stay tuned and let's get right into it. Welcome to phase two. In this segment, we're going to unravel another pair of frequently confused words. These words are less and fewer. Let's dive right in. Understanding the difference between less and fewer is essential for clear communication. Both words deal with quantity, but they are used in different contexts. First, I will clarify the basics. The word less is used when referring to an amount or quantity of something that cannot be counted individually. That makes it suitable for uncountable nouns. On the other hand, the word fewer is used when dealing with individual items or things that can be counted, and that makes it ideal for countable nouns. Got it? Again, the word less is used when referring to an amount or quantity of something 
that cannot be counted individually. That makes it suitable for uncountable nouns, while the word fewer is used when dealing with individual items or things that can be counted, and that makes it suitable for countable nouns. Just to make it crystal clear, let me look at some examples, or let's look at some examples together. When you say, there is less sugar in this coffee, you're using less because sugar is uncountable. Basically, it's an uncountable substance. We don't really count the grains of the sugar, so it's uncountable. But if you say, there are fewer cups on the table, you use fewer because cups are countable. You can actually count the cups on the table. Get it? If not, here's another example. She has less time to complete the task. In this sentence, the word less is the correct choice because time is an uncountable concept. We don't really count time. Okay? Great. Let us have some fun with like some interactive activities that will help you to better understand it. So I'll provide sentences with some blank spaces and in the blank, I will then say less or fewer and then you decide what is the correct answer, okay? Let's start. Here's your first question. I have less or fewer friends more compared to last year. What is your answer? Okay. Let's try another question. There is less or fewer water in this bottle. What is the correct answer? Keep your answers. We will review the answer later on in the episode. Just remember that practice is vital for mastering the use of less and fewer. So keep those answers and we'll definitely come back to it. Confusing the words less and fewer can lead to misunderstandings. So it is crucial to grasp the difference between the two words right away. Now, let us explore some situations where less and fewer are correctly used. Okay. The new cafeteria policy aims to create less or fewer waste. What is the correct answer? In this example, less is appropriate because waste is an uncountable noun. Let's look at another example. After the party, there were less or fewer balloons left. What do you think is the correct answer? In this case, we use fewer because balloons are countable items. Let's look at another example. The team worked diligently to complete the project with less 
or fewer errors? What is the correct answer? Here, fewer is the right word to use because errors can be counted. Let's look at another example. There is less or fewer pollution in the city compared to previous year. What is the correct answer? In this sentence, less is the correct choice as pollution is an uncountable noun. Let's look at yet another example. The new store policy resulted in less or fewer customer complaints. What is the correct answer? The appropriate word here is fewer because customer complaints can be counted. Another example? Let's do it. As we progress, we hope to see less or fewer inequality in society. What is the correct answer? In this example, less is the right choice since inequality is an uncountable concept. Well done! You're getting the hang of it. Now remember less for uncountable nouns and fewer for countable nouns. It's, it's just that simple. If you remember that, you should be fine. Before we move on, let's quickly revisit the first activity we had earlier. I ask you to keep your answer and review it later on in our episode. Here we go. Let's go back to the first question. I have less or fewer friends now compared to last year. What was your answer? The correct answer is fewer. I have fewer friends now compared to last year. Let's look at the second question. There is less or fewer water in this bottle. What is the correct answer? The answer is less. There is less water in this bottle because water is simply uncountable. Good job! Keep practicing with these words and soon you'll be able to use less and fewer accurately in various contexts. Stay tuned for our next segment where we'll explore yet another set of commonly misused words. I'm so happy that you made it this far. In this segment, I will look at two commonly misused pronouns. Those words are who and whom. Understanding when to use who and whom correctly can elevate your language skills and make your communication more precise. As usual, let me clarify the basics. The word who is used as a subject pronoun, referring to the person performing an action. On the other hand, the word whom is used as an object pronoun, referring to the person receiving the action. Get it? 
One more time. The word who is used as a subject pronoun, referring to the person performing an action, while the word whom is used as an object pronoun, referring to the person receiving the action. Get it? If not, let's look at some examples just to make it crystal clear. When you say, who is the winner of this competition? You're using who as the subject pronoun because it refers to the person winning the competition. But if you say, to whom should I address this letter? You use whom as the object pronoun because it refers to the person to whom the letter should be addressed. Get it? If not, here's yet another example. She is the one who sings beautifully. In this sentence, who is the correct choice because it acts as the subject of the verb sings. Now let's do some fun activities. I'll provide sentences as usual with blanks. Well, I won't give blanks. I'll say both words and you decide which one you think is the correct answer. Let's begin. To who or whom should I send this gift? What is the correct answer? Okay, hold that answer. Let's move to the second question. Who or whom do you think will win the talent show? What do you think is the correct answer? Okay, keep those answers until later on in the episode as usual. I will reveal the answer as we go a bit further into the episode. Let's go down to further master who and whom. Understanding who and whom might seem a bit tricky, but with patience and practice, you'll become more confident in using them appropriately. Now let's explore some scenarios where who and whom are used correctly. Who or whom did you invite to the party? What is the correct answer? In this example, who is the appropriate choice because it refers to the person being invited? Let's look at another example. The detective asked who or whom she saw at the crime scene. What is the correct answer? Here, the word whom is the correct word to use because it refers to the person the detective questioned. Let's look at another example. The manager praised the employee who or whom handled the difficult situation gracefully. What is the correct answer? In this sentence, the word who is the right choice because it refers to the employee handling the difficult situation. Here's another example. 
to who or whom should I address my concerns about the project? What is the correct answer? In this example, the word whom is the correct choice because it refers to the person to address concerns to. Another example. The coach congratulated the team members who or whom performed exceptionally well. What is the correct answer? The appropriate word here is who since it refers to the team members performing exceptionally well. Another example. The committee is looking for candidates who or whom can contribute to the organization's growth. What is the correct answer? In this case, the word who is the right choice because it refers to the candidates contributing to the organization's growth. Well done on these examples. You're making great progress in ma mastering the words who and whom. Before we move on, as usual, let us revisit the two questions we started with to find the right answer. Let's see if you're right or if you were wrong. Number one, to who or whom should I send this gift? What is the correct answer? The correct answer is whom. To whom should I send this gift? The second question, who or whom do you think will win the talent show? What is the correct answer? The correct answer was who do you think will win the talent show? Great job so far. Keep practicing with these pronouns and soon you'll be able to use who and whom accurately in many contexts. As you continue your language journey, remember that mastering pronouns like who and whom will contribute to more sophisticated and confident communication. Stay tuned for my next segment and I'll explore another pair of commonly misused words. In this segment, we are going to untangle the confusion between the words lay and lie, two verbs that are often misused. Understanding the difference between lay and lie is essential for clear communication. Both words involve actions related to positioning or reclining, but they are used differently. Let me first clarify the basics. The word lay requires a direct object, meaning you lay something down. On the other hand, the word lie does not take an object. It simply means to recline or to be in a resting position. Got it? Once more. The word lay requires a direct object, meaning you lay something down, while the word lie does not take a direct object and it simply means to recline or to be in a resting position. Let me give you some more examples. 
just to make it crystal clear. When you say, I will lay the book on the table, you're saying lay because you're placing the book, which is an object, on the table. But if you say, I will lie down on the sofa, you use the word lie because you're assuming a reclining position or well, reclining or resting position and there is no direct object involved. Get it? If not, here's yet another example. She lays the flowers on the desk every morning. In this sentence, the word lays is the correct choice because flowers is the direct object being positioned on the desk. Get it? Okay, let us start some fun interactive activities. As usual, I'll provide sentences and I'll give you the option of both words and you can decide what is the correct answer. Let's start with our first two questions. The cat loves to lay or lie in the sun. What is the correct answer? Okay, keep that answer. Let's look at the second question. Please lay or lie the keys on the kitchen counter. What is the correct answer? Okay, I will reveal the answers later on the episode as usual. Just keep practicing. Hold those answers for when I reveal the answers to see if you are correct. Let's go down and practice some more. Getting the words lay and lie can lead to confusion, so we have to explore more scenarios where lay and lie are correctly used. Here are some examples. Well, activities. You're going to have to tell me what is the correct answer. As we go along, I'll reveal them just to give you clarity. Let's start. The mother told her child to lay or lie down for a nap? What is the correct answer? In this example, lie is appropriate because the child is being instructed to recline or rest for a nap. Another example. The baker decided to lie or lay fresh bread every morning. What is the correct answer? In this case, lay is the correct word to use because the baker is placing fresh bread, which is the direct object, for baking. Next example. He always lay or lie his coat on the chair when he enters the house. What is the correct answer? In this scenario, the word lays is the right choice since, since coat is the direct object being positioned on the chair. Another example. The puppy likes to lay or lie on the shade on warm days. What is the correct answer? In this example, the word lie is the correct choice 
because the puppy is reclining under the shade. Another example. The hotel staff will lay or lie fresh towels in your room daily. What is the correct answer? The appropriate word here is lay because the hotel staff will place fresh towels, which are the direct object, in your room. Another example. As the sun sets, the family will lay or lie on the grass and stargaze. What is the correct answer? In this case, the word lie is the correct choice as the family will recline on the grass. Well done. Well done on all the examples that you had. If you had the correct answers, good job. You're kind of getting the hang of it. Um, so remember that lay with the direct object and you have lie, which we kind of pair without a direct object. So if you remember lay, that's with a direct object. Lie without a direct object is the easiest way to remember it. As you continue practicing, you become more confident using lay and lie appropriately. Okay? But as usual, before we move on, let us go back to the first two questions that we did not answer. Ready? Let's go. The cat loves to lay or lie in the sun. What is the correct answer? The correct answer is lie. The cat loves to lie in the sun. The second question. Please lay or lie the keys on the kitchen counter. What is the correct answer? The correct answer is lay. Please lay the keys on the kitchen counter. Good job so far. Keep practicing with these verbs and soon you'll be able to use lay and lie correctly in many different contexts. As you continue your language learning journey, remember that mastering the difference between lay and lie will elevate your language skills. Stay tuned for my next segment and we'll explore yet another pair of commonly misused words. In this segment, we'll tackle the confusion between its and its with an apostrophe s. The two words often confuse a lot of people. Understanding the difference between its and its with an apostrophe is crucial for clear and effective communication. Both words involve the pronoun it, but they serve very different purposes. Let's start with its. Its is a possessive pronoun, indicating that something belongs to it. It does not have an apostrophe, unlike its contraction, its. On the other hand, its, with the apostrophe s, is a contraction short for it is, or it has. Let's look at some examples to make it even clearer. 
When you say the dog wagged its tail, you use its as a possessive pronoun to indicate that the tail belongs to the dog. But if you say it's a beautiful day, you use its as a contraction for it is, expressing that the day is beautiful. Get it? If not, here's another example. The company announced its new product today. In this sentence, its is the correct choice because it indicates that the new product belongs to the company. Get it? Great. Let's start some interactive activities just so we can have that practice as usual to make it even clearer and to make sure you understand the message. Let's start with the first question or example. It's been a pleasure working with you all these years. Which it is correct? It's with an apostrophe or it's without an apostrophe? What is the correct answer? Okay, keep your answer. Let's do the other. It's time to start the meeting. Which it's should be used? With the apostrophe or without it? What is the correct answer? Okay, as usual, I will reveal the answer later on in the episode. Confusing its and its is a common mistake. So let's explore more examples to help you use them accurately. You ready? Here's your first example. The cat stretched its paws after a long nap. What is the correct answer? It's with or without the apostrophe. In this example, it's without the apostrophe is appropriate because it indicates that the paws belong to the cat. Let's look at another example. It's been a pleasure meeting you. What is the correct answer? In this case, it's with the apostrophe is the correct contraction for it has, expressing that it has been a pleasure meeting you. Let's look at another example. The team celebrated its victory with a party. What is the correct answer? Here, it's without the apostrophe is the right choice as it indicates that the victory belongs to the team. Another example. It's important to finish the project on time. What is the correct answer? In this sentence, it's with the apostrophe is the correct contraction for it is, emphasizing the importance of finishing the project on time. Here's another example. The tree has lost its leaves in the autumn. What is the correct answer? 
The appropriate word here is its without the apostrophe because it indicates that the leaves belong to the tree. Another example. The concert has been cancelled, but it's rescheduled for next month. What is the correct answer? In this case, it's with the apostrophe is the contraction for it is, conveying that the concert has been rescheduled. Great job on these examples. Understanding it's and it's with the apostrophe will significantly improve your writing and communication. As you continue learning, you know, learning English and continue on this journey, remember to pay attention to whether you need to, you know, need to use the possessive it's or the contraction it's, which is with the apostrophe. It's very important. It is very, very important. Before we wrap up, though, let us revisit the two questions that we started at the beginning. Ready? What was your answer for number one? It's been a pleasure working with you all these years. What is the correct answer? It's with the apostrophe. What about the second question? It's time to start the meeting. What is the correct answer? Also, it's with the apostrophe. Well done. Keep practicing with these words and soon you'll be able to use it's and it's without, with the apostrophe correctly without any hesitation. It'll be very natural for you. Okay, so I will go into the next segment and yet again explore another pair of commonly misused words. In this segment, we will uncover the difference between the words me and I. Two pronouns that are often confused. I know they look simple or sound simple, but you'll be surprised how many people confuse these two. Understanding the appropriate use of me and I is essential for clear and grammatically correct communication. Both pronouns play different roles in a sentence and knowing when to use each will elevate your language skills. Let's begin with I. I is a subject pronoun and it is used when you are the one performing the action in the sentence. It typically appears at the beginning or in the middle of the sentence. On the other hand, me is an object pronoun, used when you are the one receiving the action or when you are the object of a preposition. Get it? Again, I is a subject pronoun and it is used when you are the one performing the action in the sentence. It is typically, um, well, it typically appears at the beginning or in the middle of a sentence, while me is an object pronoun used when you are the one receiving the action or when you are the one or the object of the preposition. Let's look at some examples just to make it clear. When you say, I love to read, you use I as the subject pronoun because you are the one performing the action. For example, you're loving, you just love reading. 
right? But if you say, he gave the book to me, you use me as the object pronoun because you are the one receiving the action. You're the one receiving the book. Get it? Here's another example. I will meet you at the park. In this sentence, I is the correct choice because it is the subject pronoun indicating that you will be performing the action of meeting the person at the park. Get it? Good. Let us have some interactive practice using the words me and I. Here's your first question. Mark and me or I are going to the movies. What is the correct answer? Okay, keep your answer. Question two. Sarah invited Peter and I or me to the party. What is the correct answer? As usual, keep your answer until later on in the episode when I'll reveal them at the end and you'll decide whether you're wrong or right. Let's get down to business. Confusing me and I is a common mistake. So let's explore more examples to help you use them correctly. Ready? Here's your first example. He asked me or I to pass the salt. What is the correct answer? In this example, me is the appropriate answer because you are the one being asked to perform the action of passing the salt. Another example. The teacher praised me or I for my hard work. What is the correct answer? In this case, the word I is the correct choice because you are the one being praised for your home for your hard work. Another example. They offered me or I the job. What is the correct answer? Here, me is the right choice as you are the one being offered the job. Another example. Amy and me or I went to the beach together. What is the correct answer? The, the correct answer here is I because you are one of the people who went to the beach. Another example. The concert tickets were given to me or I. What is the correct answer? The appropriate word here is me because you are the one who received the concert ticket. Another example. Jenny asked me or I for help with the project. 
What is the correct answer? In this example, me is the correct word to use because Jenny asked you for help with the project. Good job on these examples. You're making excellent progress. By now, you should feel more comfortable, you know, telling the difference between me and I. As you continue your learning journey, practice using me and I in different contexts to reinforce your understanding. It will help you a lot. Before we, uh, you know, wrap up, let's go over the first two questions. Ready? Let's go. Mark and me or I are going to the movies. What is the correct answer? The correct answer is I. Mark and I are going to the movies. The second question. Sarah invited Peter and me or I to the party. What is the correct answer? The correct answer was me. Sarah invited Peter and me to the party. Keep practicing these pronouns. Soon, you'll use me and I correctly without even noticing. Yeah, it's going to become like very natural for you. Just keep practicing. In this final segment, we're going to tackle the difference between two words, the words further and father. These are two words that often cause confusion. Understanding the difference between further and father is crucial for using them accurately in your writing and your speech. While both words relate to distance, they are used in different contexts. Let's start with further. Further is primarily used to refer to a figurative distance or advancement such as progress, development, or additional information. It is also used as an adverb to indicate greater extent or degree. On the other hand, the word farther is used exclusively for physical distance, specifically to describe the greater physical extent between two locations. Get it? Let us use some examples to make it even clearer. When you say, we need to conduct further research on this topic, you use further to indicate additional research or exploration beyond what has already been done. But if you say, the mountains are farther away than they seem, you use farther to describe the greater physical distance between your location and the mountains. Got it? If not, here's another example. She went further in her career than anyone expected. In this sentence, further is the correct choice because it refers to the figurative distance or advancement in her career beyond expectation. Okay, now let's start with some interactive activities. As usual, I'll give you some questions 
I'll give you both words, and you decide what is the correct answer. Ready? Let's go. The library is located further or farther from my house than the supermarket. What is the correct answer? Okay, keep your answer. Let's go to the next question. We need to investigate this matter further or farther before making a decision. What is the correct answer? As usual, keep your answer, and we'll reveal them later on in the episode. Okay, let's get started with some real live action, some nice live activity to make sure that the concept is clear and that you do understand. Let's get practicing. Confusing further and farther is a common mistake, so let's explore these examples clearly. Take our time to go through them and make sure we fully understand. Example number one: The explorers decide decided to venture further or farther into the jungle. What is the correct answer? In this example, further is appropriate because it indicates that the explorers plan to advance. Or progress deeper into the jungle. Another example: The athlete jump farther or further than anyone else in the competition. What is the correct answer? In this case, farther is the correct arm、um, choice because it describes the greater physical distance of the athlete's jump. Compared to others in the competition, another example: the CEO wants to explore further or farther business opportunities. What would be the correct answer? Here, further is the right choice, as it indicates that the CEO wants to explore additional. Or more advanced business opportunities. Another example: the river flows further or farther than the eye can see. What is the correct answer? The appropriate word here is farther because it describes the greater physical extent. Of the river's flow beyond the visible range. Another example: the teacher provided further or farther explanation to the students. What is the correct answer? In this example, further is the correct word to use. Because it indicates that the teacher provided additional or more detailed explanation to the students. Another example: The hikers decided to hike further or farther up the mountain. What is the correct answer?
In this case, farther is appropriate because it describes the greater physical distance the hiker planned to hike up that mountain. Great job on these examples. You're doing such a great job. By now, you should feel more confident in using further and farther more accurately. Okay, before we wrap up, as usual, let's go back to the first two questions and find the answers. First question. The library is located farther or further from my house than the supermarket. What is the correct answer? The answer is farther. The library is located farther from my house than the supermarket. Question two. We need to investigate this matter further or farther before making a decision. What is the correct answer? The correct answer is further. We need to inve investigate this matter further before making a decision. Good. Now, that's all. That's bringing me to the end of misused words. As you can see, there are several. Some you might find easier than others. And if you found them all easy, great. You're that step closer to perfecting your English and speaking on a more proficient scale. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you want more information on what I do on my school, you can simply scan the QR code on the podcast provided. Have a good day. Bye. That's it for today. If you like the podcast, please remember to like, share and subscribe and also leave a star rating. Until next time, remember, practice makes perfect.